Hey, Dreamers. I can't believe it. We are so close to Dreamers Podcast existing for three whole years. To celebrate this amazing accomplishment, I have decided to put together a live event here just outside of Philadelphia, May 20th. DreamCon will be an all-day event where you can meet past guests, network with other Dreamers, and play minute-to-minute games to raise money for charity, and of course, so much more. Tickets are on sale now at superjoepardo.com slash dreamcon. I can't wait to see you all there. Hey, Dreamers, my guest today is making his dreams come true by always challenging himself to step out of his comfort zone in the pursuit of living with passion and purpose. And I can totally get behind that, uh, especially here on the Dreamers podcast, because uh, doing what I do, I don't do things because I have to do it. I do it because I want to do it. And uh, that's a huge decision maker in my life of of deciding what it is that I want out of life and what I want. And when that aligns with what I need, uh, that's where I can make those decisions to do the things that uh, I, you know, that I'm passionate about and feel that is part of the purpose that I'm here on this earth. Dreamers, I'd like to welcome to the show Simon, and I'm going to mess up your name, Bogdanowicz. Which good. Now that Dano Wicks, if, when you see his name, go go to DreamersPodcast.com, <laughs> check out his last name, because uh, I, I, you know, I, I tried to say it about four times before this, and yeah, I, I, I think I still messed it up. <laughs> it's a long Polish last name, and um, yeah, being that I actually was born in Poland, I have I have to keep it. I can't can't bu- butcher it now. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> totally understandable. Uh, Simon and I met at uh, Samantha Riley, who um, you may remember from a couple previous episodes, and she also just took over the driver's seat uh, like a month or two ago uh, of the Dreamers podcast. Uh, she had an event, the the uh, uh, what, what was it, Influ- uh, Unlimited Influence Live uh, out in Santa Monica, and that's where I got to meet Simon. And uh, it's, you know, it's been a pleasure getting me. We even walked around Santa Monica at night. Um, I got, what was it, a gelato ice cream bar, which I had never had, which is awesome. Um, so, Simon, why don't you give some background about yourself? Yeah, sure thing. Well, yeah, like I said, I was actually born in Europe. Um, I moved to the United States at a very young age, so no accent. I originally grew up in Michigan, so... Um, I grew up in Michigan most of my life, uh, attended the University of Michigan, and um, from there, um, I was in their undergraduate business school program, um, took a job in corporate, um, going to Wall Street, actually, right out of undergrad, so just hit the ground running in corporate. I've always felt from a very young age that I wanted to just kind of pursue the ambitions I've always had in my mind beyond kind of the logical tracks of, you know, common corporate America. And so that kind of was instilled in me, uh, was a driving like kind of passion of mine um, from a very young age. And it came out in, in a lot of different ways um, there. And so I always dabbled in a lot of variety of things. So, you know, for example, in undergraduate, I uh, joined a lot of organizations. I was in student government. I was in a fraternity. I was in the Euro conference and whatnot, all these things. And then from there, when I went to New York, even though I was working, you know, 70, 80, sometimes 100 hours a week on Wall Street, I still had a chance, you know, still try to find a chance to do the things I was interested in on the side. So I actually invested in 
one of my friend's startups, which is a competitor to Yelp, um, and was always looking to, you know, find different ways to really have those internal passions feed out. And that's what really brought me to co-founding Launch Team today, which um, I know we'll get into, but it's a marketing platform for for authors. And um, my business partner is one of my longtime friends from the University of Michigan, Jesse Tevolo. And so it, we're both here in Santa Monica. And it's it was actually very, very serendipitous of how it all came together for us to being able to you know co-found Launch Team. Well, that's awesome. Well, why don't you get into uh, what Launch Team is all about? Yeah, well, Launch Team really stemmed from, uh, you know, the brainchild of it is actually my business partner, Jesse. He is a two-time bestseller. And through his experience writing two books, he found that the, the market, the publishing world is very fragmented. There's um, a lot of people out there trying to write their own way of uh, the best way to you know, put out a book and publish a book and whatnot. And nowadays, you know, the the barriers for entry are very low. The guards are down. You don't need to be um, some kind of influencer, somebody that's on TV or radio or anything else to write a book. I mean, the majority of the market nowadays are self-publishers. Uh, but given the majority of the market are self-publishers, there's a lot of fragmentation in the market in terms of understanding how to go about actually, you know, writing the book, putting together a book cover design, finding an editor, uh, launching the book and then marketing is just a mystery for a lot of authors and so we came together and that's the reason we founded launch team because you know beyond just being a marketing platform for authors we're really demystifying the publishing process um, and supercharging book launches at the same time through a combination of curated partnerships and our own in-house technology which allows authors to buy, to build a tribe of ambassadors around them that really kind of carry their torch as they launch their book and even beyond the book. And so that's what, so inevitably we like to say that, you know, we're a relationship company with a technology backbone because we have, not only have we have great relationships with all the authors that we work with, which actually uh, we have authors now in the United States and Europe and Australia. So we've gone uh, international since the last time we spoke actually. And, oh, wow. and we've met, <laughs> yeah, so it's been really good. But, um, you know, it's all about having great relationships with the partners that we have that offer different services to our authors um, that which we don't offer in house, which could be, you know, come in line with branding, uh, putting together um, a website for your book, for your for your authorship um, to book cover design to PR, traditional PR and everything else in between. So we have really strong relationships with the authors, with the partners and the authors have really strong relationships with their launch team because the launch team is that insider's club that you have when you want to launch or put out a product, whether that's a book, that's a podcast, that's anything. And you know they're the ones that want to see you be successful and support you and do everything in their in their power to see you win. And so that's what we're cultivating here with Launch Team. We're cultivating those that group, that 1% of your top 1% of your email list, your insider's club, that's going to stick with you and it's going to help you really drive, uh, drive home your message of your book and then amplify your reach by going off and reaching to their network and then the network network. And it's really a big proliferation effect of amplifying your marketing strategy. 
Right, and that's something I could definitely get behind because of the fact that, I mean, as a, uh, a two-time author myself, uh, soon-to-be three- and four-time author, <laughs> author uh, it's <laughs> it's so important to have that, that platform. And, and even, like, when I talk to some of my friends who, who, you know, wrote their first book and all, and they're like, well, what you know, what's the best way to do this? I'm like, well, uh, to me, I would be building a platform like of your own like that's that to me was the most the best recommendation i can give i mean you can utilize other people's platforms but at the end of the day like you're just one guest and then people move mm-hmm. on to the next this is like if you build your own platform that's how you can really find you know they say find your tribe but that's how you can find those people that like really connect with what you have to say um past just that one book right because you probably if you wrote one book you probably have more than just one book inside of you uh some kind of opinions or whatever it is so you know that's and and being able to have a a resource to go and find out how to go and build a launch team for something um is is so i mean that's so nice because that that's something that uh you know some people were really selling the idea uh but that would be like the five, you know, thousand, ten thousand dollar book coaches would be like, okay, here's the secret. You, you know, call all your best friends and bother them until the the ones that really want to help you are are the ones that's going to stick around and and um just get them to to share the book as much because it's it's like great if one person if one person buys it right oh my friend loves it he bought it well yeah but go tell five people it's just like this podcast if you love this podcast I, I don't need you to write a review mm-hmm. I don't need you to do anything just tell somebody else you know that's that's <laughs> yeah. the most important thing <laughs> yeah no absolutely and so what we're doing is we're helping people understand like how to tell people how to get them on your on your team and and it's always about giving more value to the people that are on your team than you're receiving so you know you know different strategies that we always tell people to do is you know go off and and give an advanced copy of your book to your to your launch team, you know, maybe just e-copy, you know, that's fine too. Something that's not going to break your bank, but think of creative ways to, to give a lot of value to your team and think about the book as a bigger picture into the overall business, the overall lifestyle you want to grow. So when we think of a book, we think of it in the combination with your personal brand, you know, which includes your platform, like you said, Joe, and also your business. And we really believe that your book is the most leverageable asset you can have and you can create um, now for to have an infinity of profound effect on your future life. I mean, you're going to increase your influence. You're going to increase your authority. You're going to increase your niche. You're just going to raise eyebrows. You'll be able to open doors you never thought of before when, when it gets, when it comes to, you know, anything from, you know, being on podcasts such as this one to others, to being featured, um, on, you know, Various, you know, journalism uh, sites and and blogs and and everything in between, and even speaking engagements. So it's all about thinking about not only what you're trying to do with your book and how you, you know what message you're trying to drive to the people that should hear it through of obviously a very very noisy uh, world, but also what do you want to do on the back end of the book? How do you want to tie it into the greater life that you want to build? And so that's how we think about things when we uh, when we talk to each and every author here at Launch Team. And everyone's different. I mean, we've working, we're working with uh, people that have already been New York Times bestsellers to those that are first-time publishers, are you know first-time book authors. And so it's everyone's expectations are different, their needs are different, the budgets are different, and so it's a very personal experience writing a book, um, and it's very unique for everybody. And so we understand that, 
And we take that in as, as we go off and give them guidance and assistance. So why don't we talk about how some of the first steps you guys took to get started once you figured out like, okay, we're going to start this thing to help people launch books. Go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, so I think it's, it really starts like, like I mentioned before a little bit with Jesse and his story. It took him about a year to write his first book. Um, you know, over $20,000, you know, of, of funding, um, spent on everything from an editor to, you know, to book cover designer to an actual like video for his Kickstarter campaign to raise funds and, and whatnot, things like that. Um, and then from those learning experiences, he actually wrote and published his second book, Hustle, within seven days. So you go from a year to seven days, you've learned a drastic amount. And then from those learnings and what from, you know, the great people that we've seen that have created launch teams and continue to do so, like Michael Hyatt's Jeff Goins of the world, you know, Pat Flynn's and such, you know, we're able to encompass and understand what it really takes to take somebody from, you know, concept to publish book and then actually make that book a bestseller itself. And so, you know, with that, I actually last summer, um, I was let go by uh, my corporate job in Silicon Valley. I was a sales director, um, do, doing very well. The company's doing well. My company was purchased, you know, uh, unexpectedly by a European company. Um, and they had a very different mindset in terms of the direction of the company for the future, you know, especially the United States being European companies. So there was a number of people that uh, we've parted ways from. And then so I was at a, a really critical moment in my life thinking, you know, I'm in my early 30s. What do I do now? Like I have this burning fire in me to go off and jump, jump off the cliff and do something on my own. And I even attended um, a Toastmasters, the one test most Toastmasters I've ever attended, the whole theme was taking chances and it was about starting businesses. And so I was like, huh, that's, that's interesting. Cause I have a chance to do that now, but I kind of, you know, like most people don't really get the signal right away. I was like, okay, well, you know, just, it was just happy to be lucky timing that I attended this Toastmasters and that was a the theme. And then the next thing I know, Jesse approached me saying, Hey, Simon, you know, this was very serendipitous timing, but I'm really t looking to you know, create, you know, that concept that we've been talking for a while about and as launch team. And I think the focus should be on the book and publishing industry. Why don't we discover a little bit more and take it from here? And so we dove into it. I actually attended um, a training day with Michael Griffiths. If you, you know, Michael from Sam, um, or you, you probably heard his name before Joe from uh, Sam Riley. Uh, and I attended a training day and then I used that train. It was a, it was a training day on how to do referral marketing. And I used that time in a very small setting of like 15 people to see like, hey, how many people are really interested in the concept of launch team? And it, I swear it must have been 80, 90 percent of people said, hey, I'm interested and B, I want to learn more or do something with you or help you, you know, introduce you to people that I know that want to write a book or have already written a book. but They had a very terrible launch and they want to know if they could relaunch it or not. And just from those data points alone and that full day spent at a training day for referral marketing, I was like, hey, let's hit the ground running. And so those are the very first steps to where we became, you know, really launched team where I joined on board. And from there, that was early September. We had our soft launch mid-November. So from there until our soft launch, we weren't working on getting clients yet because we, we, we just didn't have any, enough to give to really <laughs> garner a client and give value. We, what we were working on, what I concentrated on was really developing partnerships 
and very intimate partners, um, not only that are going to be servicing our authors in different rights that where we don't service, like the actual, you know, mark, you know, the actual like PR for a book, um, to book cover design, to you know, other book creation processes, um, the pieces, you know, be- before, you know, outside of the marketing arm. And so I developed a ring of content partners for that, services partners, <clears throat> as well as um, affiliate partners. And so when we hit um, our affiliates, uh, when we hit our actual soft launch date, uh, I was able to garner um, over 500,000 emails in, in combination through our affiliate partner network that we were emailing out to just letting people know about our soft launch. And that's pretty incredible to do. Uh, so, so, I was, so I was told within two months time. And, um, and from there, we've been continuing to kind of refine and, and scale the business. But, you know, keeping in mind that the more the faster you scale, the less time you have in servicing the clients, the authors, the people that you have today. So you have to play really fine balance before you start growing that piece and then start growing your own team. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, I mean, that does speak to the um, to the market of, of being able to find a niche that like, hey, there are people that don't just want to write a book uh, and be like, I wrote a book. They're just, you know, they want to actually um, capitalize on it for mm-hmm. in whatever niche or whatever service or wherever, you know, whatever they're doing. It, uh, it's important to them enough that they want to make that move uh, to to have a launch. And uh maybe don't want to spend that kind of level of money like we talked like i was saying earlier like the five right. ten fifteen twenty thousand dollars to like find out all the tactics that somebody else you know took the time or paid somebody else to find out uh on how to do it right because if they don't know they don't know they don't know what they don't you know unknown unknown type thing so <laughs> yeah but but yeah joe i was gonna i want to stop you there because while we do have the majority of our of our authors are nonfiction. Mm-hmm. You know, the fiction market is even more competitive than nonfiction. There's a lot more fiction books than nonfiction. So the marketing is even that much more important. So even if you're thinking of writing a fiction book um, and maybe it's, it's just a solo fiction book or you're turning into a series or a trilogy, the marketing arm is even more important just because there's more competition. So we definitely take that into account. And if there is an end game with the book or not or some kind of back end opportunities or not. Um, whenever we speak to any author, because it's, it's, like I said before, it's very different. It's very personalized for every single person we speak with. And, uh, and it should be, you know, no one wants to read, you know, the same about the same concept, um, in the exact same, you know, tone and voice. And, um, you know, from every single person, they want your unique story, your unique spin on things and what, how have, or, you know, in a fiction book, even more so like your unique, your spin um your unique story in the non in the fiction world so oh de- uh definitely i mean with, with you know especially with fiction like you're you're trying to create a brand in and of itself right i mean yes. unless you're yes. like unless you're already somebody who who has their own you know following and stuff that you've built over your you know, platform or you've been on tv or you you know what i mean like you've already been there uh, you know, it's it not only do they have to take a bet, like the, the, the reader or potential readers have to take a bet on you because you're, they, you know, you're nobody to them, but they have to take a bet on that. The story that you're writing is a, is, is something worth investing their time in. Right. So it's, mm-hmm. it's that like double edge of like, not only cause at least with a nonfiction book, it's like, okay, it's a biography or something like that. Um, it's more about you or, or about the, the, the term, like, attaching it to something that they already know 
right? Mm-hmm. Like a word that right. they already know or, or a phrase that they already know um, that they could be like, oh, that I'm interested in that phrase. I could do that. But it's like, oh, mystery novel. Like, <laughs> you know, who done it uh, type thing. It, it, it just... You know, I could see where it's a, it's a very, it's a definitely a vastly different type of marketing scheme that you're trying to to convey because you're trying to convey a whole story. It's just like a trailer, right? I mean, it's right. one thing if it's a sequel to something everybody knows and loves, but when it's an uh, you know, unknown I, IP or uh, um, what was IP even stand for? Something uh, property, uh, intellectual property. Intellectual property. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> you're trying to like make people care about it, you know? Yeah. So definitely, definitely, definitely difficult. Simon, how did your family take it when uh, you told them that you were going to start up launch team? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. I, <clears throat> well, my, most of my family still lives in Michigan, at least my, my parents do. Um, the rest of my family's in Europe, so they, we kind of, we speak a little bit less, but my parents um, were definitely, you know, worried, you know, a bit anxious. They, you know, they're, they're used to a different kind of mindset. They're used to the mindset of, you know, being in, in one or being in one or two corporations for their entire life, working 20, 30 years and then retiring. And that's it. And so with this new age entrepreneurial economy, it's it really flips, um, you know, flips a switch on this new opening up new opportunities, new doors for people like like you and I and everyone else um, and, and the entire and connecting with the entire world on top of that. So you're able to have, you know, relationships and partners and clients all over the world, something that, you know, our parents really couldn't have, you know, back back in their corporate jobs, you know, or couldn't couldn't easily have, you know, back in the 70s, 80s, even part of the 90s, whatnot. So they, um, you know, they were very cautious with me. They're always saying like, hey, you have other opportunities in case this doesn't work out. Just make sure you don't miss out another opportunity, um, you know, for this. And, you know, they just don't. I feel they didn't really really realize, you know, the the absolute potential we have here in in launch team. Um, on the other hand, my wife was very supportive. She always saw the fire in me. She knew I had the drive and the passion, and she knew Jesse very well too. I mean, we all live in Santa Monica, within two miles of one another here, at least as the core foundational team. And so she um, she's like, just go for it. This is the right time. You know, we were just recently married and just, you know, just just take off and I think you'll fly. I'm like, that's great. And then my brother works at Amazon, um, not in Seattle, but he runs one of their uh, he helps run one of their facilities um, for, you know, Amazon Prime Fulfillment Center. And he's always been a go getter in his own right. And he ran for, you know, city council at under 21 years old. And he would have been the young, youngest city council member in all of Michigan and this and that. So he he was really along the same wavelength as my wife is like, hey, you know. If you have something um, that you love and passionate about and there's a market there um, and it's more than just a hobby, go, go ahead and, and, and go for it. And he's, you know, he's always they're both and everyone now is always trying to see how they can help and what they can do. So it's great. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's it can be tough because, uh, you know, they people care about you. Right. And if they don't understand what they, what you're telling them, it, mm-hmm. it's that's scary. Right. It's unknown for them. And they feel like because it's unknown for them, it's unknown for you. And and, in, you know, in some ways it is. But um, that doesn't mean it's scary to you just because it's unknown. Um, so, yeah, I, it's, that's awesome, though, that you have uh, the, the support. Yeah, yeah I'm very lucky and uh, really blessed to have that. Simon, what's been the biggest roadblock for you with Launch Team? 
that's that's a great question. I think probably the biggest roadblocks are probably yet to come. <laughs> like like you know we're uh, you know we're pretty young, uh, but you know very grow you know very fast growing. And I, I guess you have to really think about it. That probably is the biggest roadblock in in just scaling and just kind of being able you know thinking about if we're growing too fast in one area of the of or another. And if you grow your client base. Uh, to a point where your product, your platform can't support it. Obviously, that that can really wipe away a lot of things. So, it's um, the biggest roadblock. You know, I guess it wouldn't be roadblock, but the biggest thing that we always are thinking about is like how to play the fine balance and walking the line between what we have today and where we're going tomorrow, and the right way to scale and, and grow um, our audience and our partners and everything else that we do. And so, how we're <laughs> You know, really overcoming that is by just having complete transparency in the business and what's going on, where we are with everything, and how we need to, you know, adjust our mindset and our focus, um, you know, depending on the needs of the overall business. And you know, we're always thinking of, obviously, you know, being a relationship company, like we said with Technology Backbone, we're always thinking about, you know, putting the authors first and what is going to drive the most value for everyone that we work with, our authors, partners, everybody. And so having that you know, at the core of what we stand for really helps in refocusing and thinking of how to make shifts. Even if we have to walk away from one thing that we really need to do, that has to be put off on the back burner just because priorities are are different, um, you know, depending on what is going on at the time. Yeah. I mean, it's important to, to realize that. And I don't know that, you know, everybody realizes it, but that, um, you know, there's a difference between growth and scaling, right? Like you're, you're growing your user base, but if your user base does grow too fast, um, and you don't have the tools there to, to at least be that minimum, minimal viable product or service for them to utilize in the beginning, you know, in the beginning to keep them around it, you know, that's when you start to lose people and you lose their attention. And then, um, you also run into the, 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 the threat of like to of competition coming into the space, right? Cause you're, you're dropping the, like you're dropping the ball. So where you're dropping it, somebody else can pick it up. So it's, it, yeah, it's, it's definitely gotta be difficult, uh, to, to balance that. Cause like what, you know, website technology doesn't happen overnight when, especially if what you're trying to do doesn't necessarily exist yet, um, in some way, shape or form that you could repurpose mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. You, you said a beautiful word there, competition. And um, I'm glad you said it because that's one thing I, I don't often bring up. But to be honest, we we really don't see ourselves as having any competitors. And the reason we don't is because the industry that we're operating operating in is so large that this like the the pie is is there for anyone uh, for the taking. And then there's so much collaboration and co- you know yeah collaboration in the space that it's it's easy to kind of figure out like yeah you may compete in one regard. Uh, in some capacity um, with somebody, but then you have all this value to offer on the other side of the coin and vice versa that you just, you know, we always look at every relationship being like, you know, what kind of value can we provide them that's going to be for the betterment of, for, of our audience, of our authors and everybody that we work with um, and, and vice versa. And then they think of that, that as well. And anywhere that we overlap um, are areas that we'll just kind of try to stay clear from be like, you know, because at the end of the day, there's like a, a new book being put out every eight or nine minutes <laughs> and um, and that's just in America alone. So you can imagine just the the quantity, the amount of people out there 
that are interested in writing a book. I know the last that I've read uh, was 80% of America wants to write a book sometime in their lifetime. But when it comes to it, less than 1% actually do. And so, you know, it's about finding that, you know, that 80% or 79% that don't and helping them and telling them that, hey, if you really want to do it, you can. And then there's all these tools and all these, you know, these the support network that will help you get there. And so it's in that 79% of America, obviously, it's, you know, tens and tens of millions of people that we really think that we can hit the mark with and help. Yeah, no, that's also, I mean, and the other thing, I mean, to remember, especially, I mean, especially in business, but um, specifically in relationship building uh, for businesses, like, you're not going to hit the mark with everybody, right? Like, you can't necessarily hit it with, like, with everybody. So um, it's great that you you don't see yourself as having competition currently. Um, I'm sure that won't be forever, especially once you start <laughs> having real success. I'm sure somebody's going to want to come along and, and do it differently. But, but when it comes to that relationship aspect of it, like, that's the thing. It's like not everybody gets along to, you know, or, or hits that, uh, hits it off the same way. So it's important to keep that in mind when you're, when you're trying to do, especially again, especially when it's on that relationship side, not just like, Hey, you wanted an iPhone here. This is the product. You know what I mean? There's no mm-hmm. relationship there. It's just a cold piece of, or this cup. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know the people who put this cup together. They're not giving me business advice or any kind of advice or um, trying to be my friend or help uh, help me or I'm trying to help them in some way. It's just a cup, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, but no, I, I, I mean, I, th- I think that's awesome that you, uh, you're, you're putting such a, a high focus and a high value on the relationship side of it because that it is that that network of people that you'll be, you know, not just connecting with yourself, but connecting other people with other people that you know can create all kinds of amazing things and t- you know, uh, honestly, experiences that you probably haven't even accounted for yet because you haven't got like you just they just haven't happened. Those experiences haven't happened yet. Exactly. So, you know, why, why not keep all the bridges open and not, not burn, any be, burn any behind us um, at the same time? Um, and, that, and, and we know that that's going to pay dividends. And in the future of this entrepreneurial economy in general, I mean, it's, it's as the online, get, online world gets more crowded and everything, it's all about authenticity and storytelling, right? You know, Joe, it's, it's all about carving out your piece of the world with your own voice and your your own authentic self. And so with that, you know, that that really transcends into, you know, books and book marketing too. And so somebody can have the most amazing book but without knowing how to reach their audience um in a very authentic way that's going to resonate with their target audience, not the world, but who they're writing for, um then it's going to fall on deaf ears and that's exactly what we're solving. Hmm. So, Simon, growing up, what was your childhood dream? Yeah, uh, my childhood dream, believe it or not, was to be an architect. <laughs> I um, I played with a lot of Legos when I was young. I was always, um, you know, just looking to buy or looking to have get the next present of, of Legos, whether it's a train set or the skyscrapers, whatnot. And it was really just, you know, yeah, just just building buildings and. And just building kind of like the landscape of the world. Um, and so I really carried that on until I was applying for colleges. And I was thinking of, you know, what are some of the best architecture schools? And I come to find out that architecture uh, in itself as, as a profession in the United States isn't as well regarded as in other countries. 
uh, Europe for that matter. My, uh, my, uh, my very close like childhood friend who I call my cousin, she became architect and what she, and she was a couple years older than me and what she was working on and talking about was way different than what I was looking at from a core curriculum here for architecture. Um, so I decided to, to jump into general studies and then moved on to business from there. But I think just that mindset of, of building has always carried on in not building buildings, but also, but building a business. And so it's, um, I mean, I know some people you know, are lucky and they have their childhood dream that they carry on throughout their entire life. And they are that architect or they are, you know, that journalist or photographer, what have you, whatnot. But, uh, underlying in any, every childhood dream, you have, deeper ambitions that you don't understand yet um, and cravings as to why you have that dream. I think mine was because I wanted to build something for myself and, you know, kind of drive and build my own destiny. And that's why we're building this company versus, you know, me actually building buildings. <laughs> no, I, I uh, totally agree. I mean, nine times out of 10, that's what we find here on the show is, is exactly what you just said. So, um, nothing, nothing surprising there. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, actually, are you a, a Minecraft fan? I am not. No, but I, I I do know it. I do know about it, and I have I have watched a few YouTube videos of it. <laughs> oh, I I am very surprised. Uh, just because of the fact that you know, loving loving Lego so much. I mean, it, it's it is it could be called you know Lego Craft if they really wanted to, <laughs> if they wanted to. Um, so so Simon, what do your dreams for the future look like? Yeah, I mean, my dreams for the future, yeah, obviously involve launch team, and then you know, just allowing us to to grow in a space and in a way that we can really serve the needs of of everyone internationally. And so that would be, you know, actually having um, different you know account you know author teams, you know author you know success teams, um, and you know around the world servicing people. Um, in every capacity and in, in different languages and help, helping them understand how to not only create and publish their book, but also utilize their book for their grander vision, um, fiction or nonfiction. And so my dream involves, you know, just building the business, um, in, in a great, but you know, right way to, to make that happen, um, building our technology out. So when you're thinking about creating a launch team, it's, it's beyond how you're thinking today. It's beyond, you know, touching your close friends and family, the Facebook groups and forums that you're in, your 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 circles of influence. The the launch team can actually be sourced from people that are interested in your niche of of writing and even sub niche, um, and that have you know either written or read reviews before and would like to would be interested in uh, what you have to say in your message in your book. And so that would be you know that would be a combination of Sourcing different launch uh, launch team members from other launch teams within our platform, and also sourcing directly from like the likes of of Amazon and Goodreads and other platforms. And so that's kind of the technology we're building. And then from there, you can actually have more so some validation tools where you can see like how people are, you know, amplifying, you know, what people bring to the table as part of your launch team. What's their reach on Twitter, on Facebook, um, et cetera. Uh, what are they actually, you know, how are they participating in your launch team and what kind of value you're giving them and having that become more systemized and automated. Um, but the core lesson being like, it should never feel like your launch team now or in the future is ever doing something just 
you know, just to do it. Like you're giving them a lot more value they're giving you. You're you're giving them maybe a behind the scenes of how you can launch your own book for for a reader that's interested in doing that or some quality time, a Q&A session with you, even um, an invite to your launch party, whether that's virtual or in person, things like that. So you're really thinking beyond and crafting a relationship that you're going to be able to take on from your actual book launch well into the future and beyond hopefully to other book launches and other things that you're pursuing as a person. You know, I, I think it's important what you said there about like there, there are so many things like even with this podcast, right? There's so many things I know I'm supposed to be doing with it to <laughs> to help grow it, right? Like crafting the email to go out right before the, you know, to, to the guest before the show goes out with like tweets and all that. And it's just like, yeah, that that's all awesome. If you a have the time for it, B, uh, if or if you have the people to do it um, or, you know, I mean, it really comes down to those two things, right? So this is mostly time. Um, mm-hmm. But but it's just like the same thing with launch team where it's like, yeah, there's so many things you could do, be doing to, to, to do with your launch team, things that you may not have even thought about, right? All aside from just like reaching out to everyone you know and be like, hey, my book's out. You know, it would really be awesome if you could go buy it and, and leave a review on Amazon or, or on iTunes or whatever. Um, you know, there's a lot, a lot of it, little things that you can do that make big, big differences. You know, maybe it's a 5%, yes. 2%, 5%, you know, 8% difference, but you start at, they start piling up and you do all those little things. And before you know it, you're, you have this awesome, you know, this awesome launch of a book that you never thought that you'd be able to, to A, have, um, B, launch and not be sitting on like a hundred copies in your garage. <laughs> exactly. And, and it's about, you know, giving people your team members, just little things to do. You don't want to overwhelm them. Everyone has a day job. Everyone has other things that they're focused on. So giving little things uh, to to do, but at the same time, giving a lot of value in return for the little things that people are doing for you. And so it, that's when the really the creative douches start flowing. And that's when you, you know, as a person should be thinking about, you know, what's really going to resonate with the people that care about me the most? Like why, how would they love to engage me in what I'm doing? And then, and then from there, you'll be surprised at things that people come up with, which is great, which is like everything from giving a piece of artwork, um, you know, to, you know, select um, team members that are most engaged all the way to um, going off and giving you know, raffles of like $100 Amazon gift cards for the the three people that, you know, are, are helping me out the most, you know, with with, uh, you know, extending my reach and also writing Amazon reviews and, and things like that. So it's, you know, it's, it's limitless really in the thinking of what you can do and how you can engage your launch team. Uh, but at the same time, you don't want to overwhelm anybody at the same, you know? Oh, certainly. Yeah. And you definitely can, if you don't realize that, and you might not even realize that you're doing it right. Um, right. So, so Simon, how can people get in touch with you and the launch team and, and all of that? Yeah, so you can um, actually get in touch with me most directly through my email. It's Simon, S-I-M-O-N, at mylaunchteam.com. That's all one word. You can check us out on our website, mylaunchteam.com. I also have uh, Facebook. It's just my first and last name. Totally reach out. I'm not at my limit of friends yet, so feel free to add me as a a friend, as I know some, some of you guys are out there and then um and also i have i have twitter as well but the most direct way is is most often email awesome well i will definitely have those in the show notes at dreamerspodcast.com 
And I wanted to say one more thing that, you know, if there's anybody, if you are thinking about, you know, writing a book, um, you know, or you already have a book that you're looking to launch, but don't know how to market it, definitely feel free to reach out. And I'll, I would gladly offer, you know, just a, a free consultation call to hear more about your book project and what you have to offer. And, you know, that's for all of you listeners uh, listening right now that have made it in through the end of Joe's podcast. So thanks for listening. <laughs> Definitely. Simon, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share, though, before we wrap up? Uh, I just want to say thank you, Joe, for having me on. It's, 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 it's been a pleasure. I can't wait to see you again. Hopefully I can make um, you know, DreamCon or have you out here in, in Santa Monica or whatnot, and we'll definitely be hosting you on our uh, radio show turned podcast here soon as well. So I just want to thank, yeah, just thank you and thank everybody for, uh, for listening. And hopefully you got some um, wise words and some inspirational thoughts as to why you should be pursuing your own dream. Well, thank you. And I, yeah, I really hope uh, that you're able to make it out of DreamCon. I'm looking forward to getting back out to Santa Monica and, and, and Anaheim at some point. It'll probably happen in 2017. I'm just not sure when yet. Um, so, What's in Anaheim? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Actually, I just was told okay. I should go there. That's all. <laughs> I mean, Disneyland's there, so yeah, maybe. Yeah, it has to be Disneyland. Yeah. It is. It totally is. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, you know, if if uh, you know, thank you so much for taking the time, Simon, uh, for for coming to be on the show, and I and I look forward to having you on again, and I look forward to being a guest on your show as well uh, in the not too distant future. Uh, if you are enjoyed this episode, please, you don't need to leave a review. You don't need, you know, I, I don't need you doing that. So all I need you to do is tell a friend and tell them to go to dreamerspodcast.com to, to learn how to subscribe. That's it. That's all. That's all I ask. If you're enjoying all the stuff that we're doing here. Um, and yeah, DreamCon. Oh man. Uh, May 20th. If you don't know about it, uh, go to superjoeparto.com slash DreamCon to find out more. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be raising money for two charities this year, celebrating 300 episodes of the Dreamers podcast and three years of the show at the same time. So uh, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you so much, Simon. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dreamers Podcast. Join us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Dreamers Podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.